and welcome to another episode of Retro Vaniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier, and I'm here with Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. And Billy Holiday. Hello there. And this week we're going to go as far forward as we've gone so far in the series to the Nintendo 64. But before we get to today's game, what have you been playing since last week, Billy? Oh, what have I been playing? I, I, I've been playing that, uh, that Black Ops 3, of course, a little bit. But my time has been utterly consumed by this Fallout 4. I've just, uh, as soon as I get home, I'm playing it. I'm losing sleep. I almost was late for work a couple of times this past week. And and I thought about just kind of ditching this so I could be playing it right now. Uh, it's good. I, I rather enjoy it. Well, I you know I said the last show that I had bought some of the uh, the longer role playing games. Uh, I've been playing Persona Q pretty much nonstop. Uh, it's kind of a nice. I really miss Persona. I, I finished it finally, and then I kind of want to play it again. But I'm also waiting for Persona Five. But then I went back and I wanted to play something that I knew I could just kind of mindlessly play through from start to finish that I've played so many times I don't like the back of my hand. So I played through Kid Icarus about three times. Mm. And I don't know why. I could not stop doing it. I just beat it. And then that's one of those games that when you beat it, it takes you back to the beginning and you start over again with your power-ups. And I just sat down and I played through it like three or four times on the, the 3DS version that lets you save your place and come back whenever you want. Uh, I don't know why that game hits me the way it does where i never get tired of it because it's not like i mean i like metroid but i can't play metroid over and over and over again but i can play kid icarus like a hundred times in a row and i don't know i don't know exactly why it hits on my buttons but i love it i never actually played kid icarus so what am i missing with this game i remember seeing it in the um uh the official nintendo guide that i got with my nes and always uh it always looked really cool but what exactly is that game because i've never never bothered to play it i mean it's a platformer it's not like it does anything specific. It's not like it's uh, it's groundbreaking in any way. It's just really well made. And, and at the time, it was one of the first games I played that had so many different styles of platforming all in one game. Uh, along with it being one of the few games I owned for the Nintendo at the time. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just that I played it so often as a kid, but I can't stop playing it. I know it's it's got a fairly huge fan base um, I, I'm not really sure how that um, the the Kid Icarus on 3DS went the the newer version anyway. I know a lot of people that's it's like either a love or hate kind of thing, but I always wanted to play the Nintendo version. It, it always seemed kind of neat to me. Well, the Nintendo version and the Game Boy sequel are way different from the the one that came out for the 3DS is almost a shooter, uh, like a 3D, um, you know, where it, it automatically pilots you. I think, and you you're only shooting. You're not really controlling your guy. Um, but I, I, I've only played it one time, so I could be way off on what the later stages are like. But it was nothing like the original two games. The original games are just, you know, classics. I don't know why I, I, I have that in Metroid is the two games that, that came out about the same time, and they have the same feeling for me. It's just for some reason this gripped me more, even though I think Metroid is a better game. Uh, this just, I don't know, it's just something. <laughs> what have you been playing, Jeremy? I've also been playing Fallout 4 a good deal, but I've probably not been playing it in the same way that... that Billy has been playing it because Nude. I've just been playing it as um, basically farming simulator 2015. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how much you know about Fallout 4, but this one adds in the ability to make your own settlements, and in that you can um, you you can build basically anything and plant crops and assign settlers to the various crops and and other things defenses. So it basically turns this into a weird sim game. And I've spent probably, I, I would say, 70% of my time 
making my base very pretty. Mm-hmm. And and I have spent way too much time putting hanging up pictures of kittens on the walls of, of just about everything that I build and many times on the outside as well. So, I mean, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it, but I don't think I'm actually playing the game at this point. Um, but I'm, I'm having a, a lot of fun making very pretty, pretty settlements for my people. Do you, uh, do you just find them completely lazy, the people in your settlements? Generally, yeah. I mean, La- they just lazy, kind of wander. Lazy and ungrateful. Now, this has been a, a voyage in discovery for both me and Billy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been many times where I've messaged him and been like, I just figured out that I need to put floors on the bottom of my set or you know, the places that I'm building or it won't count. Or or the fact that you actually have to go up and assign a settler settler to do something. Otherwise, they'll just wander around and not do a damn thing. So it, it's it, it doesn't actually come out and tell you about this stuff right off the bat. You're just kind of learning it as you go. And a lot of that stuff is, is really hidden it, it, kind of without you even knowing what the hell you're doing unless somebody tells you that you can do that. So that, that has been... Uh, I continue to discover the things that I can and can't do uh, doing that. But, yes, the, the settlers do do come off as very lazy. I, I want to play Fallout 4 so bad. I don't have a, you know, a new system, and my computer's not really strong enough to play it well, but I love Fallout 3. Um, I didn't have any of the settling, settlement building stuff, so I don't know how much I'd be into that. But just the, you know, the, when you're just wandering through the wasteland into like an old ruined grocery store and there's stuff everywhere, that, that's where I really loved that game, Fallout 3. So I'm, I'm hoping for everyone, everything I know about it that everyone's talked about, uh, except for the settlement building piece, really sounds like it hits all the same buttons. It's, it's got all that and more, and, and you don't even have to deal with the settlement stuff. That's completely optional. You literally can never touch that and play the entire game and, and never think about it. And I really thought that's the way I was going to be going about the game. And for some reason, I have just gotten caught up into it in, in a way that I never expected. So it's, it's got some depth to it, and that's fun. And uh, it, it may actually hook you without even you expecting it to do it. Well, these newfangled games have too many parts and too many moving pieces. So we should talk about this week's game for Retrovaniacs, which is the Nintendo 64 classic Blast Core. game that I actually had. Uh, I only had a handful of N64 games because by the time it came out, uh, it was my brother's system. So he had he had Mario 64 and he had the Ocarina of Time and, and some other games, but I had Blast Core and Tetrisphere. So Blast Core is the one I liked. Uh, I got a free copy of it because uh, I worked at Electronics Boutique and every year they'd give us one or two kind of demo copies of things to, to show people how to play the games. And, and Blast Core was the one I got that we put in the store and my manager decided we were never going to, to put this out so I could take it home. And uh, I didn't play it for a long time. And I think I talked about this in a previous episode, but I went to the uh, family vacation where I got sick at the beach and spent an entire week doing nothing but playing Blast Core. And it was awesome. 
was this a uh, a launch game or was this out fairly recently after launch? Yeah, it was fairly early. It's the first rare game, so it's it's got to be before GoldenEye and and um, what Jet Force Gemini, whatever other rare games were. This was the first one on the N sixty four, so it's it's a fairly early game. I remember seeing it back in the day at the video store fairly recently after the uh, the Nintendo sixty four was released. I did not have a Nintendo 64 at the time, and by the time I got a Nintendo 64, there were far cooler games out that I actually wanted to play, like Banjo-Kazooie and stuff like that. And I'd always see this game and look on the back, and it just looked weird. It, it didn't look like anything I really wanted to play. It, it, you know, vehicles, you're, you're blowing up stuff. I get that. It just seems like it was made for, like, a toddler because, you know, I it, it's fun blowing up a building, you know, once, but then I'm just like, well, what else is there? And I did not discover this until Rare Replay on the Xbox One, where I ate my words because it's, uh, it, it is a very fun game, and I, I really do wish I'd played it back in the day. Yeah, and I had uh, completely missed this one altogether. And, and once I actually started playing, it looked familiar. I don't Maybe I've seen it in a magazine. Otherwise, I was uh, I no idea this thing even existed. Well, it it is apparently getting a lot of uh, a lot of positive reviews on the rare replay uh, as one of the better selections uh, from this time period, especially. But but really on the compilation, one of the ones that's kind of a forgotten gem that people have now realized. Well, what, a, what a great game! This is actually a lot of fun, and I never did try this, so I'm glad to see that it's it's getting some more play. Basically every level of Blast Corps, uh, with the exception of a few specialty levels, but generally the idea is you have some pieces or one piece of construction equipment or destruction equipment that you're supposed to use to clear the path for a missile carrier that only goes one direction straight across the map. It can't turn uh, for whatever reason. It just goes straight through the middle of the map. So you've got to make sure you clear out all the buildings that are required because if it hits a building or a tree or anything else that's in the way, it will explode and destroy the entire area. So the first level starts out and you have what I'd say is the most basic vehicle, which is a, a bulldozer. So basically you just push into buildings and as long as you have enough speed, uh, you'll, you'll knock them out pretty quickly. Um, it's a good introduction to, to what the maps are going to be like. All the buildings are pretty big squares because it's N64. Um, that, that's one thing. This game is not a pretty game. Even uh, the Rare Replay version is a little cleaned up. It's got a lot of uh, sharper edges, but it's still kind of a very basic and bland-looking game. Uh, on the N64, it's completely bland. Uh, I'll put a few comparison shots up on, on our Twitter account. But it's, if it, you know, if it, if it wasn't a launch title or, or soon after, if this was going to come out way later, I'm sure it would have looked far more interesting, but it's pretty plain looking. Yeah, and about the only thing that the Rare Replay version does offer as a, a vast improvement is that it's now moving at like 60 frames per second instead of the old 30 frames and under that it was running on the Nintendo 64. And that definitely does help out the gameplay 
uh, as you go along because I, I watched some videos of the Nintendo 64 version and it it does seem to at times run less than optimal. So if if you're looking to play Blast Corps these days, I would highly I would highly suggest you play it on Rare Replay than than going and finding the Nintendo 64 version if you have the means. Yeah, and I I went I can attest to that because I went and found. Uh, the Nintendo 64 version, which which wasn't that difficult at all. I got mine uh, less than $10 or so um, at a local place. I found them online even cheaper than that. But yeah, it does not run optimal at all. And you feel, as, as bad as that video probably looked that you watched on YouTube, you feel every bit of it uh, when you play. And it was one of my uh, bigger frustrations, which there are others we will get to well i think it also depends on which vehicle you have on how the performance is on the n64 version so uh, i will be interested to see if if your experiences jeremy are are matching what billy and i are dealing with playing with the actual 64 cart so the the there's probably eight or nine real vehicles uh that you have to deal with to do the actual destruction uh in between the, the construction levels there are some bonus levels where you do some basic racing and then it doesn't necessarily matter what vehicle you have and it and it's not about destruction but those are kind of a, an added bonus it's not really the game the, the the meat and potatoes of this game is you know destroying everything any way you can so with the bulldozer it's pretty easy you drive into things knocks them over uh sometimes there are some levels where you have uh boxes that have explosives in them that you'll the bu- you'll use the bulldozer to push those boxes in um but even that's not too hard generally unless you're pressed for time the controls on the uh, bulldozer are i think very responsive uh, compared to some of the other vehicles the second vehicle you really see is a is a dump truck uh, the uh, dump truck is i mean it, it, dump, it shows you the right word <laughs> it shows you how to use it but the tutorial doesn't really explain very well on the n64 at least exactly what you're supposed to do so the dump truck if you drive into something it it takes forever to just kind of tap a building to death driving into it it's not really going to work out for you time wise because the the uh, the truck of missiles is driving in as you start the level so you've got to find ways to destroy these buildings fast and in some of the later levels extremely fast the the bulldozer or the bulldozer the the dump truck you have to actually drive get enough speed and then kind of power slide so that the back of your dump truck hits the buildings to destroy them easily hands down the hardest thing to get down in this game and if you don't get it down you're not going to get far no and this this was uh, probably my first this was oh you know I, I was playing with the bulldozer and it was it was all well and good and there's also um one it's like a jet pack you fly up in the air and then you kind of just fall down uh and your momentum destroys the buildings as you're falling that one was fun but when it came time to this, I was able to pull it off on the, the each uh, vehicle has kind of its own little tutorial thing. And I was able to pull it off the, the, the power slide on the tutorial. But I think they make it a lot easier to do there. I mean, there's the arrows that kind of show you uh, when you need to start your slide, uh, what buttons you need to press. When it came time for the game, I don't think I successfully executed it a single time. I just sat there. And chipped away, and chipped away, and watched as the uh, there's there's an arrow pointing where you need to go next, and you know it goes from green. You've got plenty of time to to red, and the the vehicle you're trying to clear the way for is is coming soon. Uh, but yeah, and I would just chip away and just watch the arrow, the the shade of red turn, and, and I could not get past any levels 
where I had to utilize that vehicle. That was basically what happened with me, too, because I could not get the hang of using this this dump truck. It is absolutely just maddening trying to use this thing on the stages where it wants you to. In the replay, one of the reasons why it's so easy to use is because there's not other buildings in your way. It's just the ones that are right in front of you, and it's like, here, you know, destroy this one. It's right here. There's an arrow telling you where you need to go. In the other ones, there's buildings usually surrounding the thing that you actually have to take down. And those are usually in your way every single time. And I was really good at destroying those somehow. But when it came time to actually kill the thing that I needed to, I was never, never good at operating that thing and getting it swung around where I needed it to go. Even using the what I consider the vastly superior Xbox One controller over the Nintendo 64 controller, I still could not get that thing's ass swung out far enough to, to do what I needed it to do every single time. It just felt like an accident every time that I, I did achieve what I needed to do. And I found, at least on the regular levels, after the tutorial and, and a few of the other levels, they change the terrain so that you don't get as much speed in your dump mm. truck, and that, that makes it much harder to get the power slide in. So you have to, like drive down a specific pathway and hit it at exactly the right angle and hopefully it'll slide into the right thing. The only other way I found that dump truck to be any good whatsoever is if you if there was a, any way to, to be jumping at all, um, like if you can fall off, like if there's a little ramp somewhere or, or something that makes it so your truck is not fully flat on its wheels, for some reason that also made it so you could just drive through buildings and destroy them. So a lot of the time my, my experience with the dump truck um, I did get pretty good at using it to slide, but there were still some times where just due to time, I would just drive it like a crazy person into anything I could to see if I could get it to ramp up and like slam on top of the building I need to destroy uh, right in time. But, uh, you know, th that's definitely the hardest vehicle to learn how to use in the game. Uh, Billy had mentioned that there is a jetpack that you, you know, go up and slam down. It very much reminds me of like a, a pilot wings kind of feel. I love that vehicle. That's the most fun vehicle in the game in my mind. Uh, there's also two other uh like robot suits one does like a dive spin thing that knocks into buildings and the other one kind of jumps forward and does a dragon punch style thing those are uh those are kind of fun but i found them to be very hard to control uh if you don't have a running start at something it was really hard to get it to start punching or do the the dance move i don't know if that controls any better on the uh on the rare replay i also thought that was a vehicle that had a lot of slowdown problems in the n64 um, what other vehicles were there that I'm not remembering? I guess there's there's there are two racing cars, but there's also oh there's a vehicle that has uh, it's like a motorcycle with guns on the side. Uh, I didn't know it was supposed to be a motorcycle, but that's what it is. Uh, that that's fine. It just drives around and shoots missiles that you find in the level. That's an okay vehicle. And then there's the the vehicle that has two walls that shoot out from the side and destroy buildings um, as you push the button. That one I liked a lot too. Uh, are there any others that I'm not remembering? Uh, there was that roadster, the one you actually have to find ramps to to jump off of to yes. to take something down. So yeah, there's that vehicle too. There's and all the levels that are designed to use these are are built for those vehicles. You don't get to use every vehicle in every level until you finish the game completely, uh, unless it's a specialty level that lets you use any vehicle you've unlocked. But generally, you know, if you're supposed to use the dump truck, then they give you the dump truck, and there's maybe a hidden vehicle to find in the level you can get lucky and, and choose, but generally you're going to have to use the, you know, learn how to use all the vehicles to get through this game. And I really didn't have a problem with any of them other than the dump truck. I, I actually really like this game. I, I think it is 
it's incredibly fun. It's incredibly simple, but it's incredibly fun up to a point. And I think this is where me and Billy kind of fell off the uh, the Blast Corps train. There is a a point in this game where uh, it's I think it's around the the end of the medium levels where this game wants you to have a degree of accuracy with these vehicles that is incredibly hard with this game with the controls that you're you can do and the vehicles that you're given to do them with. And up until that point, I was having a great time. But once you hit those those later medium levels and those hard levels, it goes it went straight into the toilet with me to the point it, it wasn't just hard. It was just frustrating and in the wrong ways. Yeah, I, I was going to say I was about to say the same. I wish uh, if, if I would have played this for a half hour, uh, if I would have quit after I finished the easy levels, uh, I would have except with the exception of that dump truck. I'd, I'd have a sterling review, uh, but it just get, yeah, it gets to where it's not that kind of challenge that's fun in a game because it, it's not, I don't think it's a challenge the game is presenting to you. It's, it's your struggle through the limitations of the, of just the poor control and oh, that poor ass camera. Uh, the camera is horrific. At least I found it to be, I, I I, my experience with the camera was you could not really see much of the area around you. I ran into a lot of things, especially in stages where they kind of they, they start to throw in some some extra buildings and whatnot besides your your targets. Uh, and between the, the the bad camera and the bad controls, uh, all the fun I experienced in the first you know first half hour or so just really rapidly, very rapidly, just kind of faded away. And and uh, much like the game suggested, uh, it told me to try something else, and, and I did. I went and just played Fallout after that. <laughs> something else <laughs> drastically. <laughs> I think the later levels become almost time trials. Uh, they 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 aren't labeled as such, but it's if you don't do a, a specific, you know, if you don't destroy these buildings in a specific time frame that they assume you're going to do it in, uh, that's very tight. It's not it's not a loose. You know, the first few levels have that same restriction, but the time is much much larger. This is. You know, much, much tighter. There's a lot of levels in the medium and hard where you start the level off and you have to ride a train to the very end of the map to get a vehicle to take it back to the beginning of the map that you can hopefully destroy the first few buildings on before the train gets to them. Uh, it definitely gets much harder. And then, so if you guys, you guys did not finish the hard levels. Oh, no, I got about halfway through hard and, and called it quits on that one. Well, after you finish the, the hard levels, uh, I think there's a few more levels that unlock. And then you go to, there's a planet that you'll see that's kind of flying around. It's more or less a moon. I mean, it is a moon, but I don't know if you're supposed to be on Earth or not. But uh, it, the moon that you'll see flying around the outside of the map when you're on the overall map screen, which looks like the, the globe. Uh, you actually transfer to the moon and do a bunch of missions on the moon where the physics are all whacked out because there's no gravity, really, or a much lower level of gravity. So if you go off a jump on some of those levels, you know, or, or trying to, to hop up something on your dump truck or whatever, because you have to use all the same vehicles out there with a different physics, you, you might fly off the map or whatever. I mean, it, it gets way, way harder when you get up into a, onto the other planet. But it's still, I, I don't know, I, I got through all the levels, um, you know, when I had this before. So I was able to just go to my old save and kind of play through those as I was working on the, the, the podcast. But I don't know if I would have had patience now to get through those hard levels. Because playing through them now, 
just to try to see, you know, oh, that's right, I remember this level. You have to ride a train to do these things. I, I would get extremely frustrated and just go to another level because I already had them unlocked. I don't know if I would have had the patience to get through everything, but if it didn't have that level of challenge, it's not that long a game. There's there's probably 30 to 40 levels total, and then it's just trying to do them over and over again to get golds on each one. Yeah, I just wish there was more... Of, of maybe those easy and medium stages before it ramped up because when it hits that difficulty ramp it doesn't just slightly go up it goes straight up and it, it becomes it goes from being you know kind of challenging and fun at the same time you can deal with the controls I'm mean, Billy mentioned it's got bad controls it's not really bad controls up to a point it's just once you get to those levels it wants you to be so exact with what mm-hmm. you've got that it's it, it's almost impossible sometimes. And like you said, it's a time trial. You don't have any fucking time to finish shit. You have to learn exactly what you have to do second by second or you're going to fail the mission. So, you know, it's just, well, yeah, it's- I, I wish there was more to those those easy and medium stages before it got to that point because I was really, really having fun with it up to that point. Well, and you're playing it on the rear replay, so there may be some tweaks in the controls. Because I, I would say most of the vehicles, uh, I mean, I think the regular cars you use for racing are control fine. I think the, the bulldozer controls okay. And I think the, the jumpsuit is a little stiff, but it makes sense for how it moves because you're literally just shooting yourself up with rockets and then falling down to the ground. So it's those kind of control okay, but I think most of the other vehicles have some some fairly major control issues, especially when you get to the extremely you know, time trialy feeling levels where you have to hit everything in one or two shots or you have to start over and over again. The, the... There was one level. Sorry, I, this, this level I've got to mention because it is, <laughs> I, I could not get past it. And this is one, one thing where I'm like, it's, it's wanting you to be a little bit too exact with what you're able to do with these things. Uh, it was one where you're using that three-wheeled motorcycle that can shoot. And you actually have, you cannot go where you need to go. <laughs> I remember this level. Yeah. There is a hill that you have that has a slight embankment off of it. That's a good like 50 to 100 yards away from the things that you have to shoot at. And you have to position this stupid motorcycle exactly right for one of those bullets to hit the crates that you need to clear the way for the truck. It's almost impossible to do this over and over perfect. And and that was one of those times I was like, you you can't just ask somebody to be this this perfect with something that you can't be this perfect with. I think I finally actually did it, but it was by complete accident. And and that's one one thing where I'm just like, this you shouldn't make somebody do that with with these controls. It just doesn't work. Well, that level is extremely frustrating because yeah, you have to blow up the the right. Um pieces of debris to get you know there's like these moving containers moving crates to get to the vehicle you want which is a bulldozer fast enough to get the bulldozer and push some explosive crates to blow up this big other crate that's in the way of the truck so it, it's yeah you have to do it really fast and you might not even realize how how behind you are until you get to the part where you're pushing the explosive boxes around but uh, yeah that, that's a lot of the later levels feel like that especially if there's um, a boat you're supposed to ride on or a train or something else that moves vehicles around in between the, the steps to it. it it's almost like a, a perfect time trial. And there is no, uh, you know, Billy had complained about the camera. There's no over map that you can see. Like, it's not like you can start a level off and it shows you the entire map and kind of just a guess on what, ve- what buildings you'll have to destroy. You just got to go building by building. And 
as you as you destroy the building that's first in way for the truck, it'll highlight the next building you need to destroy for that truck, and then it'll destroy the next building. But if you were thought, well, I'll, I'll destroy these other ones in the middle so that I can save time, and then I'll go back to the first one. You don't know what those are unless you've already done the level. And and the later ones are definitely just very trial and error, especially when the ones that require two to three vehicles to finish. So you know you have to play it at least two or three times before you can ever figure out what the hell you need to do to even start to to finish the level. Yeah, and I I, I got frustrated way early. I didn't make it out of the medium. I can't, but I watched a lot of videos of the the you know later stages. I could not. I cannot see myself pulling off the things they wanted, knowing how, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just not too good at this one, but knowing how I controlled things on there and the struggle I was having, some of these I look at them and uh, there's no way it would happen. But but I got a question for you. You played this, when you played this in your younger years, did you have a little bit of a crush on that lady from the first set of stages. <laughs> the one that comes with a little box? <laughs> oh, yeah. How about it? Uh, I would say no, I did not. But my younger years, again, I played this at a, a family vacation, so I must have been 19. It was the one that I didn't want to go on. So uh, it, it wasn't that young uh, to where I would there, fall in love with a N64 box that said, you know, let's try something different. But There, there were better materials out there. <laughs> better things anything would be better than that but uh I, I did like i mean what i i guess the the surprise for me playing through this time is i forgot how much it just throws you into the game like i know a lot of games do that you know that we talk about specifically because the retro game you know older games didn't have tutorials built into the games like every game does now but for some reason this one even knowing that it still felt like here's your game here you go and have fun. Like, there was nothing that really... It would show you to use each vehicle, but generally it was very loose on what your instructions were, especially in some of the later levels. It was just, like, your level starts, and you better figure out what to do, because that truck is moving if you can see it or not. I, I thought it was very hard. Maybe the, the manual had a little more to say on, on what you're supposed to do on each level or something, but this... The, the, playing it now, I was just surprised at how little it tells you to do. Yeah, it definitely doesn't give you too much, too much to go on at all. Uh, especially with even just getting out of your car in the later levels to to get to another car. I I didn't even know you could do that. I was just like, how do you get to this train from this thing? I know I need to get to this train. And I, I happened, it was the Y button on the Xbox One controller. And this little dude popped out. And he was like, what, what, do you, what do you want me to do? I was like, I don't even know what I want you to do because I didn't even know I could do anything with you. I didn't know you could actually get out of the car to to go to something different. So that actually opened up more gameplay to me. I was like halfway through like the medium levels when it forced me to figure that out. Uh, and even then there was other stuff like the, the crane. Uh, it doesn't really tell you how to operate that at all uh, until you just kind of get in there and screw around with it. So there, were, there was just a lot of stuff that was, it seems just kind of like figure it out. Yeah, it's kind of neat to have that. A lot of games don't do that anymore, and and uh, you know, it's again, it's not a very long game. Uh, there's a total of seventy levels. I was wrong on the number. There's a total of seventy-eight levels in the game, uh, but that includes the space levels and the extra racing levels, and and some things that we didn't actually you know play too much of this time. The music is completely uh, non-impressive. Uh, a lot of our episodes of the show, you'll hear that we put clips of, of full levels in, or you know, thirty or forty seconds of music. I don't think there is 30 seconds of music in this game total. Uh, the N64 doesn't have a lot of great games with great music, in my opinion. I mean, I know there's a couple that 
you know, the only one I can think of is Ocarina of Time that had music that I can remember at all. I mean, I know there were other games with music, but but this game has, I mean, it's it's got background music, but it's just like beep, 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 beep. And then people talk and there's explosions and sounds going off at random. But uh, if there's a lot of music in this, I'll be shocked because I, I didn't hear anyone I was playing. it. I don't know if they, if anyone else enjoyed the sounds of this game other than the explosion stuff. It really is kind of just background noise. I, I think most of the music was drowned out by my cursing for the majority of my time playing. I'll just call you up and you can do that for in between segments. All right. I actually thought it had some decent video game music. It's nothing I want to actually listen to, but what was there, you know, it, it, it was fun. You know, it kind of fit with what was going on, but yeah, it, it, <laughs> nothing too impressive at all with that. <laughs> uh, one other thing I would like to mention about this is uh, this definitely has a lot of those early video game secrets, and they are extremely, extremely hard to find, extremely obscure. There's almost absolutely no way you will ever find some of these, uh, the things that you need to do on some of these stages um, without consulting a guide or, or the internet. I can't even imagine anyone figuring this out back in the day. Uh, several times when you'll go onto these stages, you will see uh, the different, uh, a few different vehicles that you can use. But usually only one is, is what you'll need to do. You won't even be able to find these other ones. And some of the means to find these other vehicles is absolutely insane. Like going through invisible walls or exploding things that shouldn't explode to try and find this stuff. I just thought that was, for something that, that makes those options very clear when you start the level, it, it seems like it goes out of its way to be absolutely impossible to find unless you know exactly how to find them. I don't know if you guys had any experience with those uh, those secrets or anything like that, but that was something that just kind of blew me away. I, I have not seen such obscurity in, in, in secrets in a video game in a long time. It was I had one of them or two of them that I, I had just remembered how to get, so I got them without thinking, but I'm not sure how I got them originally. I must have had to look up some of them online or maybe i had a guide or some kind or it was in you know at that point i was still working at the game store so i would have gotten every single magazine that came out so if they were in a magazine i would have seen it because i know i had like you can find the a-team van in a level and you can find uh like a uh like a muscle car with a flag like a painted like an american flag used for the race levels those are all hidden cars and you're right it shows you at the beginning of the level that there is that car there but you've got to find it and a lot of the time it it's not like it's over on the side or you know, oh yeah, it's just it's just over here behind this mountain. You don't normally go to it'll it'll be something you wouldn't ever think of doing. Uh, like if the one of the levels you have to ride a train that you start on, you have to totally start it and then shoot backwards as far as you can, and then like run down this little trail and it's down there. But if you don't do that in the perfect amount of time, then the truck you're supposed to stop has already blown up the thing <laughs> that makes it die. You know, makes your level end. So it, it's a lot of stuff that I I don't remember how I found them originally, but I I must have looked up some of it because there's no way I would have found all that stuff at the time. And you'd think it would be like, you know, maybe just explore the level. But the game doesn't give you enough time to really properly explore these levels in the way that you'd want to. Like you could like Mario 64 or something like that. 
you're you're on a time limit. So I, I can I, I just literally cannot imagine how anyone figured figured some of that stuff out back in the day. Yeah, and I, I just I didn't know such a thing existed, and I it, it doesn't seem like a game that really welcomes uh, exploration. It doesn't seem too friendly towards here is this this map we want you to to browse. It, it just seems very uh, it just seems like it's pushing you towards accomplishing your goal, and, and that's it. That's all I focused on the the whole time. Well, along with the hidden cars, they have uh, it's almost like hidden signals that you'll hit, find in certain levels that you have to walk up next to or drive right on top of, and it will it'll open up another level. A lot of the time, it's a either a special tutorial for how to really use a vehicle, or it's those race levels um, that you can use any car you want, and it's just kind of a small racetrack. But it's a neat a neat extra bonus. Um, but yeah, now there there are some, definitely some secrets there. It's a very uh, not self explanatory. It's it's very cryptic in how it all works, but it's not. It does at least tell you what level to find these things on. So it, it does give you kind of a hint. But, yeah, there's there's not enough time to look through anything. Even when you, if you manage to clear the path for the vehicle as fast as possible, once that truck makes it to the end of the level, your level ends. It's not like you get to then free explore the level. So one of the, you know, one of the, the goals in a lot of levels is to, to destroy all the buildings with that little bit of time limit to get a, a higher score and a better medal. And, you know, I... I I think the idea is you're supposed to play these levels so many times because after you earn golds on everything uh, through the end of the game, then you go back and you try to earn platinums on everything, which is even harder levels of difficulty on even the early stages. So it's it's it, it's the kind of game that they expect you're going to replay each level, you know, a hundred times to really master it. Maybe that's how they expect you're supposed to find these things. I don't know. But uh, it, by itself, if you if you don't try to get all those secrets and you're willing to just kind of plug through it even some of the more frustrating levels that you guys didn't make it through um i mean i still think it's a lot of fun i i recommend this game uh you know again it's getting a lot of play on the rare replay people seem to like, really be enjoying it but if you, if you found a copy on the n64 i i think it's definitely worth keeping with your collection i definitely still recommend it to anybody especially if you get it on the rare replay it, it's super fun uh, up to a point but um yeah it's definitely just a point where it it wants you to do too much with with what what's there and i can understand it back in the day with nintendo 64 you know and wanting you to play the same game over and over and over again that's that's fine that's kind of what we did back then but i guess with me getting older i I just kind of have less patience with this kind of stuff and i didn't really want to master it in the way that it wanted me to master it but still if you've never played blast corps i would i would totally recommend it to anyone yeah, and, and even with the troubles I had with it, uh, it's just uh, that kind of difficulty with the controls. It, it just ended up being not my kind of game after a certain point. But I, I had a, a lot of fun early on, and uh, I think pretty much anybody would. And yeah, it's worth worth trying out. And it's different. It's it's there's not any other game I can think of that's quite like this. So it's definitely worth checking out just to try something that's not every other game for the N64. So. I guess we've all recommended it to some level, so go ahead and try to find it. It's easily found on the rear replay.
Thanksgiving uh, is coming up this week, and that means that this Friday is Black Friday, one of the biggest sales days you know of the year. Every store has get up at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. or midnight the previous night and get a special deal on things. Uh, do you guys take advantage of any of that stuff? Generally not, because I, I don't like going out and shopping in crowds anyway, and and uh, usually what, what they offer isn't enough to really uh, make me go fight with hundreds of people at a, at a GameStop or a Best Buy or something like that. I don't take them up on it nowadays. I, I, I generally uh, don't really even look at the ads. But I, I went out one year for Black Friday. And if you have a moment, I'll, I'll tell you this tale of my experience. Uh, the year it was the year the Wii came around. The, Wii, the year the Wii debuted, uh, and I think that itself was kind of mid-November. And I picked mine up at launch. But uh, uh, amazingly enough, it was really easy. I went to a store; they handed out tickets. You stood there, you got yours, and you left. Um, but when I was in line, I had called my son, and I asked him. He said, "I'm here. I'm getting this. Do you want me to get you one?" Also, for, for your mother's house. When you're there, you can play it there. Yeah, no. I said, are you sure? No. So I get mine, and uh, he comes over. And anybody that, that, when you got that Wii, you spent the first weekend playing bowling, pretty much. All weekend long. And when it was over, uh, you know, he, 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 once he got back to his mother's, he, he gave me a call. And he said, you know what? I do want one of those. And just, ugh. I don't know what I said to him. Probably nothing too kind, because at this point in time, I had realized just how difficult this was going to be. Uh, so I went to the stores the next couple of days, and I'd ask, you know, do you, do you have them? I said, no. I said, do you know when they're coming in? And they said, no, we have no clue. They don't tell us. But in three different stores, when I was after they told me out loud that they had no idea, I don't know why, if I had a trusting face or what it was, they, they would pull me to the side when I was getting ready to leave, and, and in a whisper, come by Friday, we're going to have ten of these things. Get here <laughs> early. I was like, all right, uh, okay. Uh, so three different stores, and, and this is going to date this store even more. One of them was a Suncoast. Oh, God. Sun, <laughs> Suncoast, a Target, and a GameStop. And the city I lived in is Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Not a big city, but medium. And my, my two... My, these three places, one of them was on the other end of town, so I needed to recruit somebody. I got my father in on it, and I didn't know anything about Black Friday. Nowadays, I make it a yearly holiday tradition. I'll go on YouTube, I'll type in the year and Black Friday brawl, and I'll watch the videos for a little bit. I didn't know any of this at the time. I, I knew it was a time where hard-to-find things came out, and you got like really ridiculous deals. And I knew it was early. I didn't know how early until my father told me, all right, well, you want to set your alarm for about 2, <laughs> 2 a.m. And this is why I knew I was in some shit at this point. So, so I do it. I get up, and I hit my stores, and I'm at the GameStop. Uh, he goes to the Suncoast. I go to the GameStop. And, and this was – I hadn't had a cell phone for very long, so I, I didn't bring it with me. Uh, I just – I still wasn't used to it. So we had no communication. And I'm at the GameStop, and there's a line. And I got a pretty good spot. And they come out, and the guy says, anyone here to, you know, for, to purchase the, the Wii, get in this line here. And I get in, and I'm about seventh or eighth. 
And he said, we got four. So you first four, you're in the clear. You know, The rest of you are welcome to come browse if you want. I stormed off. Uh, it's so close. So I went to Target, which was going to open at 5.30. And I get there a little bit after 3. And, and it seemed uh, it seemed well enough. It was really cold. Uh, and the crowd was just a very subdued crowd, very calm crowd. Uh, everybody was nice, you know, talking amongst each other. Uh, and then, you know, it, it comes time and they start a count. And to this day, I blame the fact they had a countdown. Because I think even if you take a very calm crowd and you start a countdown, I think it tenses people up. Like even if you if you weren't there, you know if there's a countdown when zero hits, something's going to happen. So I think everybody started <laughs> to get a little fired up, a little antsy. And when it hit one, I, I still wasn't thinking. When it hit zero, rather. Uh, you know, so I'm still in my normal walk towards the door. And I'm immediately just enveloped. And a sea of people who also cho- who chose not to walk, instead have have sprinted, ran, uh, have dove for the door to get in first, and, and you know, and I was in shock. I, I just couldn't move, and, and I felt like I was he- I was heading down. I was like, I'm going to get trampled at this damn target. <laughs> and, and the only thing, I, the last actual thought that went through my, and it probably would have been my last thought, was. When my son gets my video game collection, I hope he's too guilt-ridden to ever touch that damn Wii. I hope he doesn't play it. I hope he never plays it. But all of a sudden, my eyes are closed. I'm facing the ground. I'm getting ready to hit the ground. And I feel, uh, I had a hooded jacket on, and I feel a hand not just grab it, but grab it and just twist. And all of a sudden, I'm up, and I'm moving forward, but my feet are not touching the ground. Apparently, my father in a miraculous moment, a holiday miracle, got out of his car in time, ran through the crowd, grabbed hold of me, and channeling what had to be his high school football days, cradled me pretty much like a football, and put a stiff arm out and cut through the crowd. And my feet didn't touch the ground the remainder of the time I was there. I, I was toted along by the scruff of my neck. And we got there. We got to electronics first, and we said, all right, We'll have one of those Wii's. We didn't get any. <laughs> oh. Nary a one. I went home and I went back to bed. But, but it, there's a happy ending, uh, anticlimactic ending. I, I was at a Toys R Us just at random, maybe a couple days later, and there they were, just in the glass, no fanfare. I went and I got one, and that was it. But that and I never went back out again. And I never will go back out again. And yeah. I thank my father for his heroics that year, and I curse my son to this very day <laughs> for putting me out there. Yeah, I, I try not to go to any of those sales. At this point, everything you want is going to be online anyway. And, you know, the Xbox store and the PlayStation store and Steam and everyone else is going to have a million sales that are equivalent or better to what you're going to get in a store if you don't need the unit. But if you just need a game, there's no reason to go. Uh, I, You know, I worked at at uh, Electronics Boutique, which is no longer a store, but I, I worked there for five years and five Christmases and five Black Fridays. We never did sales. We never did anything. It wasn't even like they put a flyer out that was like, here's stuff we're going to sell at normal price and pretend it's special. We did nothing special, but it did not stop people because we were in a mall with other stores. There was a KB Toys and, you know, um, I think there was a, 
Sam Goody or something, like all these other stores that did do sales. So people would still be in the mall and we'd still have to be open at 6 a.m. or, you know, the day after Thanksgiving. And those people would then storm in, like run to our store and come in and ask what our special sales are. And we'd have to just go, well, we we have no special sales, but you could buy our things at regular price. And you'll never see an angrier group of people than people who assume that you're going to give them something for 50 percent off and they get nothing from you at all. Totally miserable. So I, I, I didn't have the experience of having to deal with a, a crowd that was there for a good reason. Uh, I had just lots of people who were over and over disappointed or they would come and buy the thing they couldn't get from other stores because they weren't on sale from us. Uh, so therefore, we didn't sell out of them. I did have a lot of that. I think a worse day is the day before Christmas. The day before Christmas is when people come in to buy uh, anything you have left and they don't know anything about who they're buying it for. So it would be a lot of, uh, you know... At, absent fathers or or people who really don't know what their kids are into game wise are like i don't know i think he has one of them nintendo genesis systems and you're like well this is going to be difficult this is going to be a hard sale sir uh <laughs> and you're like well does he like this kind of game i don't know okay well here's a game that costs 80 dollars. you should pick that one that's a good one <laughs> alex kidd and shinobi world that's what you're getting Ooh. No, there's uh, a game I, for next week i never really <laughs> i never really did the whole black friday thing myself um I, I think the only time I ever went out at all on Black Friday for a video game was back in the day when South Park 64 first released for the Nintendo 64, which is an absolutely terrible game. But I didn't know that back then because I was a kid and I was stupid. But it it was, uh, I, I believe it came out right the, the, the Tuesday or whenever, whatever, before right before Black Friday. And I called the, the electronics boutique all around the city and one of them finally said they had one i said hey can you hold it for me and i was like sure or they were like sure go we'll, we'll we'll hold it for you so i had my grandpa haul my ass about i don't know 20 miles away to pick up this shitty game and i get there and of course the store is literally you can't even get in because it's an electronics boutique and it's got 30 square feet available for people to get in and I go up to the counter finally, and I'm just like, hey, this guy was holding a, a copy of South Park 64 for me. And, of course, the guy was like, no, we, we didn't. We don't have that. We, we sold that, like, hours ago. We don't, we don't have any more. And I think that's why I hate Christmas now, and I don't go out at all, because some, some asshole electronics boutique stopped me from getting South Park 64. And that is, that is probably why I never go out on, on Black Friday to this day. And of all the games to pick, South Park yeah, 64, that's one that you're, we're never going to cover on this show. You know, maybe the guy actually <laughs> saved me from something. I, I did actually get it eventually, and I hated it. I actually I cannot stand that game. So maybe he saved me from a terrible decision that day. But I, I eventually did make that purchase. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, I just can't deal with those kinds of crowds. There's just too many people. Like Billy said, that it's just this weird mob-like mentality that that black friday has that i just don't care for i don't even like going grocery shopping especially like on a weekend i, I just can't deal with those crowds i want to kill people so i i want to just stay inside as much as possible maybe get some chinese takeout have a you know have a nice quiet black friday to myself order what i need on amazon because thank god for the internet these days and be done with it so uh, yeah, I mean, there's always some decent deals out there. I, I think this this uh, year we've got a bunch of um, 
Amiibos being restocked, rare Amiibos Ooh. being restocked at a at GameStop for Black Friday, being promised to people that if they want to stand outside at a GameStop at 2 a.m., they can get themselves some uh, some Splatoon Amiibos or something like that. But uh, generally, I, I, there's just not enough that uh, that's really wanting me to, to making me get out that early or, or expend that much uh, that much of my life force to deal with something like that. Well, on this Black Friday, you can avoid the crowds and stay home. Go ahead and get some of that Chinese takeout, and you can get ready for our next episode by playing the Sega CD classic, I guess. I've never played it. Mansion of Hidden Souls. This is one that oh. Billy recommended. I'm looking forward to trying it. I'm going to tell you, this is one of the finest games I've played, and I say that as somebody who has not played it in about 10 or 15 years, but I'm very hopeful that it's held up, and I, I really enjoyed this game. I played through it many times over, and, and I'll shed more light on it later on, but I got into a shouting match with an elderly woman at a Kmart <laughs> over this very game. If that doesn't whet your appetite for next episode, I don't know what will. <laughs> that is literally the only reason I'm looking forward to the next episode, because I don't want to play Mansion of the Hidden Souls, because I... I think it's a terrible game, but I will do what I have to do to 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 get on this podcast and and talk about fucking Mansion of the Hidden Souls. So, Billy, I hate you. Why did you choose this? Why couldn't you have chose Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch or or one of those other music games or something like that? That we could have we could have had a, a great time with those. In, well, I'll tell you get. what. All right. You hate me now. Next week. Or next episode, I guarantee the, those words of hate will turn into words of sweet affection. <laughs> well, we'll make sure to check out our next episode to see if this is Billy Holiday's version of General Chaos or <laughs> Keith Courage. And uh, until then, please check us out on Retrovania.net. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Retrovaniacs or find us on Facebook under Retrovania. And we'll see you next time.